0: I began to share what the heart of a disciple looks like because as revival is right now and as God is doing a new thing, bringing revival, he is building an army of disciples. There's no revival without disciples. He can't do revival without us. It's just how he chooses to work. He brings his kingdom on the earth through people, through us. So he's building his army of disciples now. That's what he's up to. He's not building an army of lukewarm churchgoers or just fans or followers, but disciples. A disciple is not just a follower, but it's a learner, someone who learns for life, has that posture of a child, that humility. Teach me, Lord. There's so much I need to learn. Correct me. Teach me something new. How do you want to use me? Do you want to change my, the direction of my life? Okay, God, that's the heart of a disciple, that that learner heart. Student, heart of a student. We learned last week that the first step is surrender. You have to surrender everything, your whole life. Mean it with your heart. God, I give you everything, even my desires, even my dreams, even my plans. Take it all, God. Do what you want. I trust you. You are trustworthy with my heart and with my plans and dreams. That's step number one. Step two, today I'm going to share with you the second part of a disciple's, what a disciple's heart looks like. And that is that they have a heart of a servant. A servant heart. Hallelujah. Philippians 2.3. It says, rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. So God calls us to have the identity of a servant. We are the servant of King Jesus. Jesus is our boss, the most amazing boss in the world, who sees everything that we do and rewards everything that we do in the secret place. There's no reward like serving our boss. Hallelujah. So as a servant of Jesus, he has called us to bring this kingdom to the earth. When he came on this earth in human form, he became the great example for us to follow. So we are simply called to emulate exactly what he did on this earth. He said, you will do the things that I did and even greater things. He's our blueprint. So when we look at his life, when he was on this earth, he did nothing but serve every single day. It was never about him. We never see an ounce of selfishness from Jesus. It was always about others. It was always about others' needs. It was always about serving others. Now we are called to bring the kingdom to this earth So what that looks like is bringing his love, is being a vessel of love to other people. What that looks like is healing people when they are sick. What that looks like is when you can see the devil is speaking lies to somebody, you take authority. You take authority as God has given it to you, and you speak, no, this must go in your life. Or maybe you reveal to them the truth about what Jesus says about them. You expose the devil's lies. That's being a servant. So this is our main calling that we're supposed to do all the time. Is, be, is love, love, love. That's the way we serve. Is we love others. And we destroy the powers of darkness. And we bring healing. And we speak life. Where there's death. That's our job. That's our job description as a servant. So, like, when we wake up in the morning, we should remind ourselves every day, I'm a servant. I'm a servant of King Jesus. I'm a servant of the Lord. That's who I am. And it changes your whole day when you identify your identity. It's very important. And this identity is opposite the identity that the people of the world have. It's all about me, me, me. How can I have fun today? How can you make me happy? How can you give me the needs that I have? How can I succeed? How can I look good? Me, 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 me. Without the mind of Christ, without the renewing of the mind of Christ, that is the natural go-to attitude that humans have on this earth. This is the carnal nature. Me, 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 me. So with that being said, we have a job to do. Number one, as servants of Jesus, to renew our minds with who we are we are a servant i am not of this world i am a servant of god i am a servant of god that's why i am here on this earth my purpose will, will only be fulfilled if i know my identity as a servant and i walk that out every single day that's the only way that's it so what god's called you to do is is renew your mind get that in you deep do some work you know meditating that do some work in the spiritual realm you have to you have to go to work in this in your mind over time god will help you over time that's the way that you start to become more like jesus over time it just becomes natural but you need to start renewing your mind with this and then when you go about your days you hang out with your friends you think how can i serve them that's what it says here in the scripture um in your relationships with with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus take the very nature of a servant he took the very nature of a servant value others above yourselves not looking to your own interests value others above yourselves right so when you go hang out with friends for example you don't you don't think how can i have fun today and you know many people love to chit chat and talk it makes them feel good Instead of, ha- instead of doing that, like, oh, yay, I'm with my friends, so now it's time to speak and gossip and make myself feel good by talking and venting and, and all of this. Instead, instead, before you even go to hang out with that person, with that group of people, renew your mind. I am called to be a servant every single day. So now when I'm with this person, how can I serve them? How can I love them? What do they need? The person says, I really want to eat here, but you want to eat somewhere else. We can go where you want to eat. Put them first. The, 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 the person feel, looks a little bit down. Your friend looks a little bit down, but you, you just want to talk about what's on your mind. But instead, you stop yourself. Are you okay? How are you doing? Your friend starts to reveal troubles that are going on in their life. Deep down, you feel, ugh, I don't feel like listening to this. I just wanted to have fun today. No, you stop yourself. How can I be like Jesus in this moment? How can I make them feel loved? With what they say, do they need encouragement? Let me put on Jesus' eyes and see with his lens how he sees this person. What is beautiful about this person? Let me speak that out. I see this person's being troubled by the devil. Okay, how can I lift this person up? I'm gonna lift this person up. I'm gonna reveal to them, the devil's lying to you in this area. That's not the truth about what God says about you. The person's struggling in life. They're they're lacking faith. God's got you. Remember when God did this and that and that in your life? Oh, and let me tell you about what God did in my life. He came through here and here and here. So he's got you. You have nothing to worry about. His plans for you are good. This is what serving looks like, but you have to make the intention or otherwise you'll miss it. Otherwise you stay in the me, me, me. Oh, I feel like eating here. I've been thinking about eating at this restaurant all week. I'm so bummed. I'm so annoyed. I'm fighting with them now. Oh, I just want to gossip about this and that, or I just want to talk about this and that and this and that. I'm with my friend now. I'm just, you miss completely This moment where God wanted to bring his kingdom to the earth through you. We can be powerful servants of God immediately. We don't have to wait to be perfect Christians. We can start right now, today, with serving the people before us. Serving our friends. Serving your coworkers. Have this attitude with your coworkers. Have this attitude when you go to the restaurant, you go out to eat. You're in a bad mood. Well, you're still called to be a servant. Don't take it out on the server. You're called when you're sitting there. I know that they're the ones serving you at the restaurant, but you are called to actually serve them because you are a servant of Jesus. You never get a day off. But you never get tired when you do it. He will always give you strength. And let me tell you that this this is where you find true joy it doesn't make this is backwards in the world the world's way feels like to be a servant is like to be a slave is like to never is like to be tired and worn out and to be lower class or something like that's how the world would picture like the word servant but when it's the servant of God that is what you were called to do on this earth so when you're not doing that, you're not fulfilling your purpose at all. When you're not fulfilling your purpose, you're constantly unfulfilled, no matter what, because God didn't create you that way to not be a servant. He didn't create you that way. So you're always going to feel conflicted and, uh, and empty. Many people do not put others first because they have needs inside that they are looking for others to fill the need, Right? I want you to be my friend so you can fill this need inside of me. This friend fulfills this need. This this friend fulfills this need. And it's never enough, obviously, because Jesus is the only one that can fill the holes inside. He's the only one. So what happens is when you allow Jesus to fill the holes inside of you, now you are not just filled, but you are overflowing Now you don't need anything from anybody. Really. You don't need anything from anybody. So when you look at somebody, you're ready to serve. You're ready to love. You're ready to put them first. It fuels you because you're already filled. And God hardwired you to receive joy by being a vessel of him, serving him loving others. He hardwired you that way. It's the way you're walking out your purpose. Something clicks when you do this where you're like, ah, I've reached. I've reached the destination. I've been trying to feel fulfilled my whole life and now I've reached it. And this can begin for you right now when you start living this way. It can begin right now. Jesus, when he walked on this earth, he was serving everyone. I mean, Think about how many people treated him badly, took advantage of him, betrayed him. Judas was stealing his ministry money. I mean, people were doing awful things to him. He was showing up at his hometown, and he came to serve. I want to serve and heal all these people. He's coming. I want to serve you. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to release healing to you. But yet the people saw him as just a normal guy. Not the son of God who could do miracles. So they didn't get to receive any miracle because of lack of faith. But it's amazing when you look at Jesus's response in all these situations where he's mistreated, where he's taken for granted. He's he still continues to be a servant. He's never selfish. He's never like I came to serve you guys. You guys are missing out. You know? He never gets selfish like that. He's never like, I can't believe I've been working so hard for you. I've been serving you day and night, and this is how you treat me? (sighs) He never responds like that. Why? Because that's being selfish. That's not being a servant. He knows my job is to be a servant, to serve others, to serve others, not caring how they treat me back, not caring about the honor that I get. My job is simply this to serve my father to do my father's business that's all that I am called to do Hallelujah Mark 9 verse 30 verse 33 The disciples were arguing and they were with Jesus and Jesus says what were you guys arguing about on the way here And um, they don't say anything, but Jesus knew. And Jesus says, if anyone wants to be first. Oh, what they were arguing about was who is the greatest. That's what they were arguing about. I'm the greatest. No, I'm the greatest. No, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest disciple. I'm the greatest disciple. And he says to them, if anyone wants to be first, he must be content to be last and become a servant to all. If anyone wants to be first, wow. So he's actually saying that there is, you can be great. You can be greater. You can be greater and greater and greater and greater in the kingdom. You can be a giant, a hero in the faith like Apostle Paul and Apostle Peter and Moses and Elijah. You, you can be great. You can be great in the kingdom. But you have to be content being last and being a servant to all. In the world's way, we think we have to be selfish to get ahead, to focus on me, 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 to put me first, to post the Instagram pic that looks amazing, to get all of the likes and follows, you know? To push yourself into the door The more time that I focus on me, 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 the more I get ahead. That's what the world says. But here we see it's opposite in God's kingdom. The powerful thing is, is that when you become a servant to all, God starts to lift you. God starts to open doors for you. See, This life on this earth, God wants to have his supernatural power invade every part, open every door, shut every wrong door, provide for you, provide for you, provision, house, car, things you need, the right people in your life, the right doors for the career that he's called you to. Everything, he wants it to be his power that's doing it all, opening the doors, shutting the wrong ones, doing it all, providing. He wants it to be him doing it. But that doesn't happen automatically. There's a way, there's principles. When we do it God's way, when we become a servant to all, now we're allowing him to come in with his supernatural power and open up doors. That we could never open up on our own. To provide, where is this coming from, God? Really? You're giving this to me, God? Yes, because I can trust you. You've proven that you're a good steward, you've proven that you have a servant heart. And so when I trust you with more, with more influence, with more people who look up to you as a leader, with more provision, I know that you will continue to be a servant. Now I can trust you to be a leader, for people to look at you and be like, that's how to be a servant of God. Hallelujah. This is a secret that people don't know. The way to go higher is to become a servant to all. God's got your back. I don't want to do it on my own. I don't know about you. I don't want to open up doors on my own. I want God to open up the doors and the right doors and the big doors that I couldn't do on my own. Hallelujah. Luke twenty-two twenty-seven. 27, it says, The greatest honor and authority is reserved for the one who has a servant heart. The leader's Who are served are the most important in your eyes, like in worldly eyes, but in the kingdom, it is the servants who lead. Am I not here with you as the one who serves you? Matthew 10, 8 says, freely you have received, freely give. Freely you have received, freely give. If you believe in Jesus, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, you've been given a whole lot. You've been given the entire kingdom of God inside of you. It's there. It's inside of you. Wow, you have so much to give. You have so much to give. I'm telling you, some of you need to know, you have so much to give. When you set out with the intention to love somebody, to encourage somebody, it's not just you doing it. It's not just Christian doing it. It's not just Stone doing it. It's God in you bringing life to somebody. Because the Holy Spirit's living inside of you, and you, you you speak truth to somebody, you speak the word of God, the sword of the spirit, when the devil is attacking someone's mind, and you speak, no, this is what God's truth is. You've just gone to war in the spiritual realm and destroyed that spiritual attack upon that person. You might have saved somebody from suicide. You might have freed someone from depression. You might have given somebody courage to do what God's called them to do simply by your words, simply by your love, simply by, you, by having the posture of a servant. You have so much to give and it was freely given to you. So freely give to others. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So number one, this servant heart, we need to have this servant heart for every single person that we come across in our lives. Every single person, stranger, friend, coworker, this is my time to serve them. This is my time to love on them. This is, my, this is the time for Jesus to come through me and touch them. Ah, that's an exciting life, Amen. Number two, number two, where we need to have a servant heart is in the church. I know times are crazy right now with COVID. Um, Until just this week, churches couldn't even meet inside in LA. A lot of churches are not meeting right now. We are very blessed that there's a park here and we've brought church outside. We used to be inside, but now we're outside. And the same Holy Spirit is here. In fact, Holy Spirit led us here. So this is where he is right now. Um, but but church is very important. The gathering together of the believers is, is very important. We we read about in the book of Acts, the church. It says. Never neglect meeting together. We see in the book of Acts, the, the believers worshiping together, praying together, receiving the word of God, like you guys are right, like you all are receiving right now. There's, some, there's something powerful and irreplaceable about gathering at the church. This is God's design, God's order, the church And gathering as a body to receive the word and be equipped and empowered. When you come here, something powerful happens. The devil was attacking your mind in some area. But you come here and the word comes and destroys that scheme of the devil. And sets you free even just by the word. But there's a, there's a grace, a supernatural grace that comes when the body comes together. God shows up powerfully. We can't, and you know what? We're a body of Christ, like, like, a, like a human body, fingers, head, eyes, toenails, knees, elbows, ears, everything. We're all a different part, and we all need each other. And the way the devil's kingdom is destroyed and the kingdom of God is advanced is when the body comes together and walks together, works together, moving together. I can't walk right now if my leg decides to go over here and says, no, I want to just serve God over here. I want to just do my thing with Jesus over here. I just want to have my relationship with God over here. You guys can have fun. No, I need that leg to walk together, for this body to work. And so we as a church will will only be powerful in revival when we understand the importance of the body, of us coming together, working together, praying, worshiping together, receiving together. You see, um, the special grace of mighty miracles happening with Apostle Paul and Apostle Peter, they would bring the sick to them. The Bible talks about Apostle Peter. They would line the sick and he would walk by and their shadow would touch them. Well, were they knocking on his door and doing that? No. Were they calling him up and saying, hey, where are you? I'm going to bring somebody sick to you. No, they were coming to the church. And there was a special grace where God moved mightily. Something special. And the believers could all be in awe together. Look at what God has, the unity of that, the unity. Hallelujah. So there's no replacement for church. And we are blessed to have church here that we can gather together right now. This is powerful. And so another way that God has called us to have a servant heart is in the church. Because the church is a place where God is working in all sorts of ways. If you look at this church here right now, we have a lot of things going on here to make this possible. We got the microphone, we got the piano, we got the stand here, we got some, we have thousands of people watching online, hallelujah, hello everyone, um, on all different social media platforms. And so we have all of the tripods and the devices. We got Jantal there working the camera back there. We got Stone playing the cajon so we can worship. Um, you know, we got Fred. Fred, When we were at the church, Fred would carry all of our equipment time and time again. So, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts to make this happen. If I, I was saying, if I don't have this, you can't. You can't hear me very well. There's all these moving parts, and not one person can do it by themselves. There's a story in the Bible of um, there's a story in the Bible of Acts six one. It says, in the Acts church, Jesus's followers kept multiplying greatly, but there was a complaint because the widows were being overlooked during the daily distribution of food. So the church had many different ministries they were able to do because they grew. There was many different ministries that God was doing. And one of them was feeding the widows. A group of widows would come. But something happened where it was getting neglected because the apostles were busy preaching the word, which is very important. So it says, The twelve apostles called a meeting of all the believers and told them, It's not advantageous for us to be pulled away from the word of God to wait on tables. We want you to carefully select from among yourselves seven godly men. Make sure they are honorable, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, and we will give them the responsibility of this crucial ministry of serving. That will enable us to give our full attention to prayer and preaching the word of God. Everyone in the church loved this idea, so they chose seven men. One of them was Stephen, who was a known, known as a man full of faith and overflowing with the Holy Spirit. So here we see that there was a need in the church. The apostles needed to preach the word. That's very important. Amen? Amen. But there was other needs. So here we have Stephen who is willing to serve the widows, is willing to to do something where there was a need. He was being used powerfully by God in this way. It wasn't up to him. It wasn't what he wanted, but it was what God wanted. And so it is so important to be serving in the church Whatever it looks like, even if it's outdoors like like this, there's always something that needs to be done. There's always some way that we can serve God. And there's always some way we can bring our gifts and our talents to the work of God. There's always more that God wants to do. So even if it looks like everything's covered, if you see that, that's God telling you, I'm calling you to bring a new idea, something else, because I want excellence. I want to elevate. I want to reach more people. I want to do more. I want to bring more of my power and presence. And you bring that. Hallelujah. So this is very powerful because we all have the Holy Spirit inside of us. We're all part of the body of Christ. And in the church, God wants to use us all to move through and touch his people. It all matters. The working of the camera, the playing the drums, the setting of the chairs, the inviting people. This this is a powerful one that we need. And if you want to know what you can do here, this is a powerful thing right now, is, is evangelize, is invite people, is spread the word, is let people know Jesus is alive and here and you will be blessed and receive a miracle. Amen? That is serving God right there. Powerfully. Hallelujah. Lastly, John 12, 1. There's a story in the Bible, in this this passage right here, John 12, where Mary came to Jesus and poured very expensive perfume upon him very expensive and she laid on the ground and wiped her hair upon his feet the fragrance of the costly oil filled the house but judas says what a waste we could have sold this perfume for a fortune and given money to the poor But this says, in fact, Judas had no heart for the poor. He only said this because he was a thief and in charge of the money case. He would steal money whenever he wanted from the funds given to support Jesus' ministry. Jesus said to Judas, leave her alone. She has saved it for the time of my burial. You always have the poor with you, but you won't always have me. I share this passage right here because this act of Mary pouring expensive perfume upon Jesus' feet This was the action of serving him. Serving Jesus doesn't make sense to the ways of the world. Judas was being worldly in this moment. Amen? People will tell you, why are you wasting your time at church? Why are you wasting your time serving? What have you gotten out of it? Why are you you serving God? Why are you wasting your time doing this? People will tell you that it doesn't make sense to the ways of the world. And Mary did something that didn't make sense to the, to the ways of this world. This perfume was so expensive, like millions of dollars for today, I think. It was so expensive, and she just poured it upon him. But the action of her laying down on the ground, prostrate, that's, that's a symbol of being, pro, of, of being surrendered to Jesus. And as she wiped the oil, with her hair, do you know that when she left that place, do you know what she smelled like? She smelled like Jesus. She smelled like Jesus. When you serve the anointing, the power of God, the work of God, where the true Power is we're not talking about lukewarm life when you serve the work of God where the true power is you end up receiving that power in your life this right here is the way to receive anointing this is how is serving Jesus Serving God where his power, where he really is at. Where his power is truly flowing. This is how you receive anointing. Powerful. Hallelujah. You know what? We were just talking about Stephen. We're going to go back to that. Acts 6 verse 8. After he was obedient and served In the area of need. Acts 6 verse 8 later it says this, Stephen who was a man full of grace and supernatural power performed many astonishing signs and wonders and mighty miracles among the people. So after he served wherever God wanted him to serve He received anointing, power of God, and now he's walking in miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is what will happen in your life. Yes, get excited about this because this is a powerful secret I'm revealing. You want to walk powerfully to your fullest potential of what God wants you to do on this earth? Miracles flowing through you, serve Jesus. Serve the work of God in whatever way is needed. Not looking for honor, just serving Jesus. Simply serving Jesus. Hallelujah. This Mary, he says, Matthew 26, verse 13. I promise you that as this wonderful gospel spreads all over the world, the story of her lavish devotion to me will also be mentioned in memory of her. One of the few times where Jesus says, your name, I'm giving honor. Whenever they tell about me, they'll tell about you. Why? Why? Because she served Jesus with everything that she had with the most expensive parts of her life, she served him. She gave it all. The last will be first. She was last in that moment and God made her first. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I know God has revealed something very powerful to you today. He wants you to become a servant just as He was, to change your identity today. Not just a child of God, not just a Christian but a servant of God. See yourself as a servant of God. Make that intention every morning. I am a servant of God. In the middle of the day, remind yourself, I am a servant of God. Write it down. Look at it. I am, Say it out loud. I am a servant of God. And make it a practice when you see people, when you see your friends. Make the little practice right before you see them. I'm a servant of God. I'm going into this, this meeting this hangout, with the intention of serving them. That's what I'm going to do. With the assignment of serving them, I'm going to serve. It's not about me. I'm going to serve them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands to God right now as he is going to move and touch you. I feel his presence here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus, for coming as a servant and showing us how it's done. And we thank you, Jesus, for... Just being so incredible and despite how people treated you, you were just perfect and just always were selfless and always loved every single person. We thank you for your example, God, and we thank you, Jesus, that with you living inside of us, you've made it possible for us. You've made it possible for us to do the same. We thank you, Jesus, for this privilege and honor to bring this kingdom to the earth, to be a vessel of you. There's no greater love than, there's no greater joy than seeing someone light up because you've just made their day, because you've encouraged them, because you've set them free from something, put a smile on their face. There's no greater joy than serving someone. There's no greater joy. And there's no greater joy of seeing God's delight in you. May you know that as you enter into this new chapter of your life as a servant of God, may you, may you know that God is delighting in you so much, and he is so proud of you as you obey him in this. He is so proud of you. Don't forget that, God is saying. Don't forget that. Make yourself aware to my voice. His voice is not usually audible. Many times his voice sounds like reminding yourself of what Apostle Catherine said that one day in December. Oh, yes, he's proud of me. He's proud of me. He's proud of me because I'm choosing to be a servant of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Repeat after me. I will serve you, Jesus. I am a servant of God. I will put others first. I will not be selfish. I will be selfless. Use me, God. Let your kingdom come through me. Let others be healed through me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I release healing to every single person right here. Healing. Every sickness and every body must go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Every demonic spirit must get out, I declare. Every spirit of addiction must go now in Jesus' name. Every spirit of depression must go now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, be free be free in the mighty name of Jesus. Receive provision for every, every one of your needs in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah.